Welcome to Burning Bright, a weekly podcast presenting poetry and prose from Passager. The ceasefire with Germany ending World War I went into effect on the 11th hour of the 11th day of the 11th month of 1918. When President Wilson proclaimed November 11, 1919 as Armistice Day, he said, To us in America, the reflections of Armistice Day will be filled with solemn pride in the heroism of those who died in this country's service, and with gratitude for the victory, both because of the thing from which it has freed us and because of the opportunity it has given America to show her sympathy with peace and justice in the councils of nations. Armistice Day was renamed Veterans Day in 1954. In 1971, it became one of the federal government's Monday holidays. On this edition of Burning Bright, some pieces about veterans. But first, a piece about growing up on military bases. Charles West said he was an army brat, raised on various military bases around the world. Here's an excerpt from his essay, Teaching Eddie Haskell to Kill. We lived in forts. Mothers never worked outside the home. We didn't live anywhere. We were stationed. We didn't move. We were transferred. Our houses were quarters. We didn't go on vacation. We went on furlough. We policed our rooms. We were dismissed from the table. We shopped for food at the commissary, for everything else at the PX, the post exchange. We didn't have cops. We had MPs. If we needed a doctor, we went to the infirmary, and the doctor was an officer. When President Kennedy was assassinated, we had a day of mourning for our commander-in-chief. From Passager, Issue 54, an excerpt from Charles West's essay, Teaching Eddie Haskell to Kill. Craig Huckel spent a lot of time writing down Army vet Freddie Lee Wilson's story. Here's an excerpt. The Germans may have surrendered in May of 1945, but hundreds of English women kept right on fighting, fighting for their black GI boyfriends. That summer, an American commander in Bristol refused to let his black soldiers say goodbye to their British girlfriends before shipping home. The Brits were peeved. Marching arm in arm on the military barracks, they broke down barriers while singing Don't Fence Me In, a popular Cole Porter tune. The army ignored their pleas, and when the lonely soldiers were later herded onto trains bound for port, the women stormed the railroad's gates. To hell with the U.S. Army color bars, they shouted, we want our sweethearts. An excerpt from Rivals for My Affections, Freddie Lee Wilson, as told to Craig Huckel, from Passenger, Issue 72. David McAlevey said that his poem War Games borrowed its rhymes from poet Ellen Bryant Voigt's Kyrie that begins, Once the world had its fill of war. He said he used her rhymes as the first words rather than the last words of his lines. War's card, whenever there's a war, may be played by almost anyone. Stunned mom by the hole which, a neighbor tells us, was her child's bedroom, Carpooling office workers detouring around bomb scares near their downtown building. Farmer making the hay for beef who will feed the troops. All of us giving government what it wants. Any government. 
underground operators who will snoop and listen, muzzle and tease, halls where vets pool patriotic anthems, risk-filled sports reduced to one-lost tallies to keep us hardened and distracted, robot planes, war memorials, the lack of them, friendly crowds, no crowds at all. Peace is one of war's cards, since even in peace we scheme and struggle. We'd like more peace, more of the good things, which squeezes the system, and before long it's back to the obvious. To shoot and be shot at, face whinings down on you, or to wump things back, to wear slashes on sleeves. That's what the dictionary says war is. Not that words catch it. David McAlevey's poem, War Games, from Passenger, Issue 58. We'll end this edition of Burning Bright with part two of Michael Miller's poem, The Young Veteran, from his book, The Solitude of Memory. At six in the morning, he runs five miles, scanning the leaves for snipers, the trail for roadside bombs. He imagines the vultures waiting in the trees, their great wings flapping slowly as they descend to eat the body parts. He remembers shooting a dog carrying away Medina's arm. Survivor's guilt, said the psychologist at the VA Medical Center as he listened, as if waiting for a bomb to explode. He had no plans to hang himself in his father's garage. He was enrolled at the community college, spent his nights with homework and emails. His new life was another tour of duty, his first tour out of the Marine Corps. Part 2 of Michael Miller's poem, The Young Veteran To buy Michael Miller's book, The Solitude of Memory, or to subscribe to or learn more about Passager and its commitment to writers over 50, go to PassagerBooks.com. You can download Burning Bright from Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts, and various other podcast apps. For Kendra, Mary, Christine, Roseanne, and the rest of the Passager staff, I'm John Shore.